And then someone will tell them, well, if you're a good Christian boy, a good Christian girl, you'll go to church every Sunday. Okay, so then they, they make a lifelong commitment in one day that they're going to go to church every Sunday. Well, you know, they go to church the first couple of weeks, but the Super Bowl's coming up and there's usually a party that everybody goes to, so they miss it. And then they just kind of get in the habit of going sporadically. Then they have guilt about that because they made a commitment to God that they were not able to fulfill and they start to doubt if they're saved or not. So they go back to church or maybe they don't even doubt their salvation. They just say, Oh, I'm just not spiritual. I need to go back to church. When the real problem is it's not the act of going to church that makes you righteous. Hey, welcome back. This is our second video on the series about uh, the real solution for mental health. The first video we did talked about man's problem and God's solution. And today's video is the old man and the new man. So this is really where we're going to start shifting gears and getting into some Bible application. I want you to understand some things. This is very important before we get started. There is a difference between interpretation and application. When Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, the interpretation of that passage is Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus and he's giving how a person can be born again and enter into the kingdom of heaven. The application of that is it's for everybody. I'm not saying the interpretation and application are different, but this is the point I'm making. The interpretation is singular. It has to do with context, audience, uh, all sorts of things that affect it. We can't just pull a verse out of context and then make a doctrine off of it. We've got to study the whole passage. But application can be numerous. You want to talk about freedom, you can use John 3.16. You want to talk about redemption, you can use John 3.16. And a lot of what we're going to cover today, there's some interpretation and some application. The second thing I want to say before we get into the points of this video is that this is for new baby believers and for maturing Christians alike. This idea, this teaching of the two natures that reside inside of you as a person who's put their trust in Jesus Christ is fundamental to your success. It is fundamental to the ongoing progressive sanctification of the believer. And the third thing I want to say, nothing of this Nothing of what we're going to talk about today has to do with proving that you're saved. If you want proof that you're saved, you look to the fact that Jesus died and rose again for your sin. That's the proof. You have already put your trust in him. God says, uh, Jesus says, and he is God. You're passed from death unto life. You'll never be brought into condemnation again. That's John 5, 24. So this is not trying to prove whether you're saved or not. This is trying to wrestle with what are you trusting in for your growth? What are you trusting in for victory? Are you trying to walk in the old man and call it the new man by doing a bunch of things and chanting a bunch of things and you know making a bunch of physical changes in your life? Or are you resting and obeying God? So I've got four points and I have them written down here. So I want to make sure that we say this correctly. Here's the first one. Now that you're eternally justified before God because of the blood of Jesus being applied to your sin by faith in him, you have a brand new nature, which is perfect and cannot sin. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 9. It says this, Whosoever is born of God, stop. John 3 says that we are born again when we put our trust in Jesus Christ. So that's us. 
Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Hang on a second. I know and you know that we still commit sin willingly. We even look at the things we're not supposed to do and make a choice. I'm going to do that. So what does this what does this talk to? That word commit means does not commit one single act. This is talking about your new nature. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. See, I'm going to let the hand here that has my watch on it represent our flesh, our first nature. All the righteousness are as filthy rags, this one here. And this one is our new nature. This nature we're born with, it's born of man. It's a result of sin from Adam and Eve. This nature is born of God. It cannot sin because the seed remains in him. He's born of God. The problem is I still walk in this. This is still present. Nothing has happened with this. This is new. It's young, and I have to learn how to walk in it, but it cannot sin. That goes to, let me, let me show you another verse here in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. The instruction here is that you put off concerning the former conversation, the former behavior, the old man, right here, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, we're not going to focus on the instruction of that passage. We're going to focus on the fact that there is an old nature in you and there is a new nature in you. Because a lot of people are going to think, and you may think this too, well, I'm actually sick. I have a mental health problem. I'm sick because I steal or I'm sick because I look at pornography. I'm sick because I'm depressed. It's something that's happening to me. That's this. I'm not going to deny there's chemical imbalance and all of that. I understand that. But primarily, our problem is our flesh. You just trusted Christ. You got this now. But you, you have these two within you. This doesn't go anywhere. It's actually now more enraged. It wants to go against this, your spirit nature. But these two live within you. Here's the second point. Your old man, that sinful nature... Which penal, uh, whose penalty has been paid for, is still within you and fights against your new nature. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 5 in verses 16 through 17. Paul says this, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. You cannot do the things that you would. This nature doesn't go anywhere. A lot of people teach, oh, well, when you trust Christ, this goes away, and your real proof is, you know, if you're really saved, you'll only have this. Those people are liars. Can I just be direct with you? They're liars. Or they're minimal. They, they, they minimalize their sin. I've heard people say, well, you know, I still sin, but not as much. Because you have, you have this. Doesn't matter if it's a little or a lot, it's all a problem, okay? But this doesn't go anywhere. This is brand new. This is what pleases God. This is how you're going to have spiritual health, not mental health. This is going to how you're going to have spiritual victory, not, you know, self-affirmations and more exercise. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. At the exercise stuff, I think the self-affirmations is very risky because it's, you know, bordering kind of 
Eastern mysticism chanting type stuff. But the idea that we can like go to the gym more or, you know, get an app on our iPad to make us more organized and that'll make us happy. That's that's not true. You, you want victory? Realize that you still have this old sinful nature, but you have a new nature because you put your trust in Jesus Christ. Learn how to walk in this and deny this. Now, Romans chapter 6 has a lot of good stuff, and we're going to take, take a peek at that because it's, it's pretty good. Romans chapter 6, verses 6 through 14 say this, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves also dead, uh, excuse me, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your, ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. It's a long passage, but if... There was not a, a nature in you that was old and sinful. There'd be no need for this passage. This proves to us that when we trusted Jesus Christ, the thing that was new is this was not reformed. This nature was not made into something perfect. We got a brand new nature, and this nature is still alive and well. Number three, the rest of your life will be an internal battle between the desires of your old nature and the desires of your new nature. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. We're going to read this here, and you're going to see this is the saved Apostle Paul communicating his battle internally. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, look up here for a second, right here, in me, this flesh, and he says it, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. The Apostle Paul is saved. He's put his trust in Jesus Christ as, as the Messiah who died on the cross for his sins. But he still has this. For to will is present with me, out of his spirit it's present, how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And this is exactly what we see in Galatians 5, 16. The flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh so that you would not do the things that you could. Now, you may say, well, then my whole life is just going to be a battle, uh, you know, trying to stop sin, trying to get trained this to do something it can't do? No, no. Look at verse 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? What's 25 said? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why do we thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord? Why does Paul say that? Because it's by faith in Jesus Christ that we get this new birth that can have victory over 
the flesh. But it's not a bunch of physical things that we do like, you know, like I said, diet and exercise and good rest and all, all those things are good, but that's not going to make us spiritual. We're spiritual because we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We have to learn how to walk in this new nature and say no to this, the flesh nature. And the fourth point is this. The problem with Christians is not whether they are saved or not. The problem is not poor mental health. The problem is the war between our sinful natures and our new natures and the fact that we are trying to call taming our old nature spiritual growth. This is what people will do. They'll trust on Jesus Christ. They'll, they'll, be, they'll become born again. And then someone will tell them, well, if you're a good Christian boy, a good Christian girl, you'll go to church every Sunday. Okay, so then they, they make a lifelong commitment in one day that they're going to go to church every Sunday. Well, you know, they go to church the first couple of weeks, but the Super Bowl's coming up and there's usually a party that everybody goes to, so they miss it. And then they just kind of get in the habit of going sporadically. Then they have guilt about that because they made a commitment to God that they were not able to fulfill and they start to doubt if they're saved or not. So they go back to church or maybe they don't even doubt their salvation. They just say, oh, I'm just not spiritual. I need to go back to church. When the real problem is it's not the act of going to church that makes you righteous. It's the fact of, are you doing these things out of your spirit because you love the Lord, because you want to grow, because you want to do what his word says? Are you doing it to just check a box? Be careful that you're not calling the taming of your old nature spiritual growth. That's what we're going to talk about in the next video. So I encourage you, if you have a question about this or any other mental health topic, make sure you write to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get in touch with you. As we said before, the real victory is trusting in Jesus Christ for the payment of your sin. The moment that you do, you're eternally saved. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Take care and may God bless you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.